Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you care to, leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. We love positive feedback. <laughs> positive feedback. Positive feedback. Um, you can send us an email at infogallery. Ooh, excuse me. You can also send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the royals. This week, um, we are discussing Kate Middleton's very busy week. Very busy. She makes me feel so lazy. Um, more Sussex rumors. Prince Charles had a sort of viral moment. Another, was it a political snub? Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Not really. We'll uh, find out. <laughs> yeah. And we are joined by guest Ariana Davis, who's the digital director of O Magazine. Yay. Is this where I do my, my Oprah-like intro? Oh, my God, I'm Ariana! <laughs> oh, my God. The gift already be, the gifts already begin for Lisa Ryan. I am trying to be chill because, obviously, Ariana works with two of my heroes, and Oprah your, and Gail. And your yeah. birthday twin. And, yes. Yes. My birthday twin. We're, we'll be getting to that shortly. Um, we are so happy to have you here. You've done, aside from the fact that you are wonderful and I love everything that you've been doing um, with O online, it's just so great. But also you are a Royals obsessive. I invited myself on this podcast <laughs> because I literally am royally obsessed. No, so I, I don't know what took us so long. It's I such was a like, okay, fit. hello, Caitlin. I slid in her DMs, <laughs> liter like literally, and I was like, when can I come on? So this makes my week. I'm so, so happy to have you here. Um, uh, and what a special week. Mm -hmm. So before we get to just how special it is, we have a royal cocktail. Um, it is. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Brooklyn Lager. From my home borough. <laughs> yes. It's where I'm from, where yes. I live. Where Lisa from. lives. Hometown. Yeah, it's the, it's the lager of Lady Lisa, so it's appropriate. I love Brooklyn. Indeed. It has been my dream to be on this podcast having the <laughs> royal cocktail with you guys. So. I'm sorry, it's not like a, a fancier one with lots of like Dubonnet and complicated ingredients. I know. We found it because we were like, oops, we forgot. <laughs> yeah, we really just wanted... Um, we just we needed a drink. Should have bought wine. Yeah. Um, next time. Next time you're here. Oh, I'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> I will be inviting myself back again. <laughs> Love it. We have a, a listener email. I prepared this one because it is long. Um, yes. Though the listener, Madeline, apologized uh, for writing too long. But there's a lot to convey. So the subject line is, the infamous Jenna is my royally obsessed friend. So hello, Countess Caitlin and Lady Lisa. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Countess Kardashian style with a K. As a college student, I don't know many people my age that understand my love of the royals. And this podcast is the Swedish treat for me to unwrap every week. Um, she found a royally obsessed friend through the podcast. Um, so Jenna 
Jenna is the listener who wrote in a couple of weeks ago and talked about chasing Prince Harry's car. And then the tabloids picked it up. Which the tabloids picked up and said like that Prince Harry had a harrowing situation with a fan. Like a horror story stalker fan tried yes. to murder him basically. That yeah, was- it's all based on the fact that Jenna was like, when I saw, I happened to see Prince Harry when I was visiting the UK. And of course I ran after his car like any sort of fan would do, right? And so it was picked up everywhere. So Madeline here everywhere. actually knows Jenna. Um, So they were in a leadership class together, and one day Jenna whispered across the room, Madeline, do you like the Royals? And I responded as one does, no, I'd like the Atlanta Braves, thinking she was discussing baseball and the Kansas City Royals. (laughs) Sports people, huh? That would never happen to me. Never. That's not a mistake I would make, Um, which is so very funny. So then Jenna told her about her trip to England and her Prince Harry spotting. So imagine Madeline's surprise when she texted Madeline about her email being read on the podcast and the subsequent, you know tabloid pickup so that's hilarious um madeline has her own story though she last summer um went to england france and scotland with her family on a family vacation and she happened to be in the uk for trooping the color and actually got to attend uh was standing in the crowd outside trooping the color for six hours pressed up against a fence with no food bathroom or chairs um but it was said it was one of the best days of her life and i cried a little watching the family through my extra long camera lens singing along to god save the queen during the flyover so amazing and she's attached three photos one of the buckingham palace balcony which is so crowded with people and she has such a close shot and one of herself of her phone playing royally obsessed in front of buckingham palace which we love to see i love so it meta. so so much thank you so much madeline for writing in i love that you and jenna have found each other and that you have an irl f- like friend who listens and is so obsessed can someone write a thriller about the harrowing experience oh God, right? that like i feel like this needs to be a suspense it's just thriller it's drama. too 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 ridiculous it would have come full circle if someone could if the tabloids could write up madeline's encounter with watching <laughs> tripping the color like like breaking news fan watches tripping the color royal shock royal fan shock. stood for hours at an <laughs> yeah. event where many people stood for hours yeah. no bathroom break harrowing <laughs> i mean if you have to pee that's harrowing it is har- i mean i i don't love crowds and i hate not having access to a bathroom so she should have found a royal bush i feel like i would have kind of <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to do that in the UK. You are not. I'm sure that's breaking all types of laws, but it's okay. We're ignorant to laws. (laughs) I have a tiny bladder, so that would have been neat. It's just, it's not, it sounds really unpleasant. Um, Then we have This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. We have uh, another one coming up, but first I just, of course... um, want to mention Lady Lisa's birthday. So we're recording on Tuesday night and Lisa's birthday is tomorrow. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish my pod wife a very, very, very happy birthday. Thank you. And (laughs) there's no better way to celebrate than someone who knows Oprah. (laughs) It's the greatest gift we could have given you. Yes. Oprah was also born on my birthday. Different years. (laughs) Different years. Only a few apart. But yes, um, I'm so so happy to celebrate you this week and everybody who's listening of course you'll be listening after her birthday has already occurred but please send all the happy wishes toward lisa as she celebrates this day um we do have at least we have a wish that we'd like to share with you Mm -hmm. hi lisa it's laney happy (gasps) birthday Uh, i wish i could see you in person and tell you this it's been so long Mm -hmm. since i've been on the podcast but Oh my God, we have so much to talk about. And (laughs) so hopefully we can set that up soon. But in the meantime, I'm wishing you the best day. Um, And I hope you get everything you ask for, which is, I don't know, Harry and Meghan having another baby (laughs) or 
Harry and Meghan coming on your podcast. Wow. Ooh. Hope all your birthday wishes come true. Bye. Uh, from Lainey Louie's lips to God's ears. Uh, thank you so much, Lainey. I love you, and I think you're a genius, and I have talked to you a lot, and I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Very emotional. Um, so, yeah, that was um, Lainey Louie of Lainey Gossip, whom Lisa is quite a fan of. Canadian maven. Canadian maven, explainer of so many issues. Would Can I, I be oh. in the audience if there is an episode with oh my God. Prince Harry and Meghan in your birthday year? I'm just saying. Just saying. I, I can bring coffee, tea. Uh, I can be a servant on the side. Um, yeah. You can be like a, tri- a triple host. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have a triple host situation. And we'll need you to hold us up because we'll be very faint. Um, um, it'll so be very stressful. What I really love about Lainey, I love her for so many reasons, but one of the reasons is that um, when she looks at reports in the press she's not just saying like here's what happened and here's the gossip she's like okay let's see why this is happening like what's going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes like why are these reports showing up at these times like what benefit like who could this benefit like what are the like ulterior motives or like what's happening and so that's what I really like because I feel like when we see various things I'm like what why are people saying that and then I see her being like okay here's what's going on mm-hmm we like the analysis. I like the analysis. It's a good breakdown for yeah. sure. It's not just like somebody said this. It's why would somebody put this in the press right now? Yeah. It's like who is leaking this and why are they leaking it? And yeah. what agenda might they have? Yeah. Well, in that, well, I guess it's not really in that vein. I tried In a to different vein. In a different vein. Um, this week is also the birthday of the Crown Princess Mary of Denmark, February 5th, 1972. Um, so she's the wife of Frederick, Crown Prince of Denmark, um, who is the heir apparent to the throne, which means that should Frederick succeed, um, she will automatically become Queen of Denmark. They met at a pub in Sydney during the 2000 Olympics, which I really, really like. Um, they have four children, and um, Mary has uh, an anti-bullying program program through Denmark Save the Children. They've done really wonderful work. Um, They happen to also be in the news this week because a little report came out that Prince Frederick and (laughs) Princess Mary, um, they've sparked an outrage because they've had a secret ski lodge in Switzerland for 10 years and that when they're not using it, they charge rent at it. Um, Very dramatic. And so um, the royal court, I guess this was dramatic because... um, they're getting income from something and they're getting income in a foreign country, which is like problematic from a diplomacy perspective. Um, And so they had to issue a statement. The Royal Court issued a statement saying that they will no longer accept revenue on the ski lodge by renting it uh, due to concerns over safety and privacy. And they insisted that everything to do with the house is paid for by the Royal couple's private funds. Um, We're mentioning it now because, well, a, of course, it's uh, Mary's birthday, and this is an unfortunate birthday week for her, indeed. Um, <laughs> but also because, um, of course, it's very relevant. We don't, you know, as you know, listeners know, we don't usually get into royals that are not uh, British. But um, this was an interesting one because, of course, it's really uh, happens to be timely for the Brits to consider, like, who makes money and how. Mm-hmm. No milk yeah. ads, secret Swiss <laughs> chalets. Honestly, I want a TV movie based on this, like yeah. a Netflix movie about two royals who secretly own an inn. Oh, one hundred percent. They're just Airbnb being that baby out, like right. under a secret identity, and then royal someone B&B? goes of royal BNB. That's the name. I would. You're welcome, Netflix. Yeah, I would really, really watch that. It just makes me wonder, like, how much the rent possibly is, they and have like Christina Milian be like the star, oh and she just God. happens to go, yes. and she. <laughs> Falls in love with another royally obsessed oh person by accident, and there that's you go. so so smart. But yeah, really um, 
awkward. So they can't. And I think it's just so funny that they're like, oh, we can't rent it anymore because now it's a safety concern. But that's like not the only reason. Like the other reason is because it's problematic that you're doing this. Like, don't you just think that's their way of being like, oh, well, now that there's all these privacy concerns we can't do this but it's like in reality it's like super bad pr yeah it's just it, what a like awkward moment for them in any case happy birthday <laughs> happy birthday to us we're gifting you a trip to the ski lodge yeah. that's, that's happy birthday to mary happy birthday to lisa happy birthday to oprah what an auspicious week to be born no. It's really special. Aquarians, happy birthday to Helen. Oh my gosh, yes. Our our producer um, has a one-year-old baby. She turned one this week. Oh, so happy wow. birthday to her as well. What and a if, week. I know, right? Really very special stuff. Um, and then we shall we go on to Kate, of course. Yes, so Kate has been all over the news this week because she's been doing a lot of stuff. Oh my goodness, yes. So it began, of course, with she announced this, um, this new program and survey. She launched a survey on childhood development. Now we know that... Um, you know, children's early years are something that Kate has been super focused on for many years and all these different kinds of programs, right? So she has talked, every time she's really given a speech, like a, a notable speech, it has been about early childhood development. So now she announced this survey. And so it's five big questions under five. And there are questions that are designed to bring tons of people in the UK into this conversation. And it's going on right now. So if you happen to be in the UK, you could answer the survey. And Kate wants to use the results to understand the experiences of parents and caretakers and to guide her future work in the issue. Mm -hmm. Very special. But um, speaking of Lainey, I thought Lainey's write-up was really interesting because she looked at the fact that people were saying that this is something that Kate's been working on for eight years. And Lainey was kind of like, why did it take so long? Like what yeah. was going on behind the scenes that took like eight years for like five questions to be yeah, released? Yeah, I don't completely get it, honestly. It's, it also, maybe if it had been the results of the survey or saying this is what I'm about to do with the information we gathered or, you know, we have found that British parents feel under-supported or, I don't know, I think it would have been a little bit stronger if it had been the announcement of a new campaign or, I don't know, it it, it did strike me as a little bit odd, but um, the way that they sort of – the way that Kate brought it into being, the way she announced it is she did this big tour and she was traveling all over the UK um, f- You know, as Of course, you might have seen her at multiple events and with kids and, you know, n- all the sort of weirdness about it aside, um, seeing her with kids is always just so positive because she's such a natural with them. And I think mm-hmm. it's just the kind of work that she loves the most. And of course I enjoy any images of her like high-fiving kids, which is what we saw in Kensington Royal. So <laughs> I'm really interested to see, you know, how it will play out um, and what work comes from this, what campaign, I don't know, what policies potentially, like I, I don't know what she's, what we're aiming to get from this, but mm-hmm. I, I like that this is her cause. And also in the process of discussing it, uh, while she was in Wales, she spoke with the workers and the, the members of this children's center there. And she said that she felt isolated um, as a new mother to Prince George. Um, so she said, it was the first year and I just had George. William was still working with search and rescue. And we came up here and I had a tiny, tiny baby in the middle of Anglesey. It was so isolated, so cut off. I didn't have any family around and he was doing night shifts. If only I'd had a center like this. Um, I see amazing work you're doing here in so many areas. It's just bringing it to light. Um, you know, obviously, whenever she talks about her own experience as a mother, it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And you don't really think about Kate Middleton being isolated. I thought that tidbit was like just imagining her at home with the baby in the middle of yeah. the night and then her husband's just like off on a night shift. Like that was so humanizing to me. Yes. I felt like mm-hmm. we think a lot about 
Megan recently, but just having that humanizing moment for Kate, I felt like that was like such a nice, like I was like, oh, she's human too. And like, yes, she's a mom and she has her own struggles. So I'm with you in that I didn't Mm -hmm. really understand why there was so much hoopla around this survey, but Mm -hmm. I liked the fact that we got to see these like small moments with Kate. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Um, and I'm, of course, crawling around the, gro- the ground. <laughs> um, she's wearing that cute chevron blouse, like the mm-hmm. chevron stripe blouse. And um, yeah, I guess I think that we think that some royals are just immune to the everyday aspects of parenthood because they have nannies and they have help and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, having a child is terrifying. Having your first child especially is terrifying. Or so I hear. We assume. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we definitely assume it over here. really, really hard hard um but the fact that she's just like yeah it's scary for me too like my husband wasn't around and i wasn't near family i'm just imagining her like texting william from her royal cell phone being like where are you (laughs) where are you you? the baby's crying again yeah it's just (laughs) i'm so glad she she did that and then um so that was an amazing thing last week also in over the weekend we got to see prince louis at a museum, <laughs> the elusive baby appeared. Yes, the elusive baby was seen. I love this headline from L, from L. Com. Was seen fanboying over dinosaurs <laughs> at London's Natural History Museum. Um, so while Kate was traveling, he was seen there um, with uh, his nanny. Um, of course, like at this point, we can recognize the nanny when we see her in photographs. So mm-hmm. um, that's where he was. He was in a little navy puffy coat because, of course, it's freezing over there um, as it is here in New York, and it was just. Adorable. His hair looks a lot like George's. Sure Those does. kids' cheeks, it's like they have I like know. the cutest, like, it's like in their DNA to have like cute, rosy, <sighs> chubby cheeks. I can't take it. I know. He's mm-hmm. also at the stage where every time we see him, he just looks so much older. It's uh, which weird how time marches I on. It. As you know, I hate that, Lisa. He's so, going to be wearing shorts soon. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he was wearing little pants there. Um, so he was very excited by the dinosaur exhibit that he was spotted in. Um, and then meanwhile, this was, of course, the Kate tour was going on and then we saw more of Kate so Monday was Holocaust Remembrance Day and it was the 75th anniversary um, of the end of the Holocaust and liberation of Auschwitz and so of course um, the royals the British royals have you know noted observed this day in many different ways over the years but this one was a really special one I think because of the specialness of the 75th um, so she uh, invited two Holocaust survivors to Kensington Palace and she took these really incredible photos of them with their own grandchildren mm-hmm. and so I thought we were thinking just like what an interesting way for her to use her photography hobby you know? Yeah, because before this, we've only ever seen her like hobby or passion for photography through, well, first of all, her um, patronage with like mm-hmm. the Photographic Society. We're yeah. totally butchering that. And people are going to be like, <laughs> negative review. Um, but then on top of that, it's usually just pictures of her children. And yeah. so this is the first time I've seen her actually take portraits of people she didn't know and use it for a charitable purpose. Yeah. And they were really moody images. You know, a lot of them were it's a lot of shadows and mm-hmm. sort of you see emerging through the shadows the faces of these survivors with their own grandchildren and they're sort of shot going it almost seems like they're going about their daily life and they just happen to be you know um sort of in the dark and of course they've gone through this and it's almost like the darkness is still all around them but they push through and have these um you know they move on with their lives and so um 
Kate said, the harrowing atrocities of the Holocaust, which were caused by the most unthinkable evil, will forever lay heavy in our hearts. It's so often through the most unimaginable adversity that the most remarkable people flourish. Um, and then when she uh, discussed the two subjects that she had, uh, Yvonne Bernstein and Stephen Frank, um, that she called them two of the most life-affirming people that I've had the privilege to meet. They look back on their experiences with sadness, but also with gratitude that they were some of the lucky few to make it through. Um, and so uh, she also mentions reading uh, the diary of Anne Frank as a young girl. And on later the, in the day, uh, she and Prince William attended the UK Holocaust Memorial um, Day commemorative ceremony in Westminster. Um, it was yeah. really powerful. Yeah. I thought those photos were so, she's really talented as a photographer. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was wondering if she would ever go the Megan route and maybe do like a guest stint at a magazine. Like maybe she does a shoot or yeah. like, I feel like she's a she's actually a good photographer. Yeah, for sure. That would be a Hidden really talent. good use of her skills as well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like to do something for like British Vogue or I don't know. Yeah. We know we, oh. she's had that relationship in the past. Remember mm -hmm. she was on the cover of, they had a sort of anniversary issue recently yeah. that she was on the cover on. Um, okay. And um, so let's see. Uh, what else do oh. we have about Kate? Um, and then this upcoming weekend, uh, Kate is going to be attending the BAFTAs um, and there's apparently a special dress code. And so everyone's encouraged to wear sustainable clothing. Ooh. And uh, the London College of Fashion Style Guide said, this award season, BAFTAs, BAFTA are doing more than ever to before to consider sustainability across its award ceremony, including inviting guests to dress sustainably. So people are like, is she going to wear a sustainable dress? Or does this mean a rewear, which is sustainable? Ooh. So if it's a rewear, what might we see? I will always hope for that teal Jenny Packham. Yeah, that's oh, all that comes that to Jenny mind. Jenny Packham dress. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to see what's like what's Kate's take on a sustainable dress. Like yeah. what it, like is it going to be made out of some wacky material that we've yeah. never seen her wear before? Like I I'm kind of hoping that she's reworn a lot of outfits before so I feel like I would want to see her go in that direction. Yeah, I agree. I think teal Jenny Packham, but I always love when they wear, you know, a newer designer that mm -hmm. maybe we haven't heard of or maybe it's a designer who's just using sustainable Stella know, Stella, Stella McCartney. McCartney would be perfect she's doing so much sustainable stuff and like yeah. um, even wasn't it like Joaquin Phoenix that he's wearing one tux that she made him he's wearing it all throughout awards oh, season interesting okay um yeah, I like that. Um, also, in the fashion beat, um, you know, Kate's been wearing, you know, all these events she's been attending, she's been so busy this week um, that she has been re-wearing a lot of things, which I think makes a lot of sense because she's been, aside from the um, the children's survey moment, she's been attending, you know, Holocaust memorial events. So she's wearing more somber clothes. She's doing a lot of rewears. Um, and then today she, we're recording on Tuesday, she wore um, Dolce & Gabbana for a visit at a children's hospital, which I'll just say is not great. Yeah, she's yeah. getting some criticism for this because obviously Dolce & Gabbana has had its fair share of um, racist scandals. Yeah, they've had some racist scandals in the last couple of years. I highly recommend reading up on them, especially in the New York Times coverage of them. They had a really unfortunate ad for, in, in China that relied on a lot of really gross stereotypes. So it's kind of 
a little baffling that Kate would rewear. I mean, I get that she, why she would rewear it, and it was gray, um, which was kind of like relaxed and you know tweedy. It's, it's very much a Kate Middleton outfit. It's very much in her wheelhouse. I just wish of all the things that she rewore that it wouldn't be Dolce and Gabbana. I would like to like volunteer for the job of just going through all the royal closets <laughs> and just being like, let me take out all the problematic things yeah. so that you don't ever make any bad he- like headlines. Yeah, it's just it shouldn't be this hard. I absolutely get what she's trying to do by uh, you know wearing older clothes or rewearing um, because she's a human being and clothes should be reworn and that is a sustainable message as well. But just not the best. Um, and it, you know, I don't want that to overshadow the really important work she was doing. She was at Evelina, which is a children's hospital in London, um, where she was meeting with young patients, and she did a creative arts workshop run by the natural the National Portrait Gallery's hospital program. Really great work. Really don't want to have to think about Dolce and Gabbana while she's doing that. So, however. Ariana is available for a second job. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, I can fly <laughs> to the UK at any point. I can remove yeah. all po- problematic brooches. Yes. Oh problematic my gosh. designers. Oh my gosh. I can just, yes, please. You can work remotely on O. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I can Skype into, you yeah. know, the oh, palace yeah. if they prefer. Yeah. Uh, digital you know. nomad. I do like you're think, available. I do think any work around like working on their archives is the dream, dream, dream. I'm not even Ooh. a hugely like fashion. I don't know. I don't know a ton about fashion, but I feel like how You fine. know more than I do. You know, like, terms that I don't know. I did know that Dolce & Gabbana is not a great designer to go with. These how, days. how do you spell Gabbana? How do you spell Gabbana? <laughs> I, I do know that. If it, I don't want it to seem like we're being really... That's from Devil Wears Prada for the record. <laughs> Just if anyone's wondering. That <laughs> You're not a magazine nerd like we are. Like we are. Um, I don't want it to seem like I, we're being harsh on Kate this week. Um, I think this has been a really busy week for her and she is really stepping up. I, I retweeted because I was very annoyed by this, but I one... Um, British paper was like Kate Middleton stepping up and showing Harry and Meghan how it's done. Like, oh, oh she's so busy oh. because and she loves work compared to, you know, Harry and Meghan. I'm like, well, they love work too, too much. They as love we've work heard. too much that their work ethic has been called exactly like, too good or too, yeah was that, that our interpretation of the complaints well that she you know she Megan loves answering emails too early in the morning so like they love to work too I was sort of annoyed by that headline and that spin but I do think we're going to get that for like I don't know a couple more months like how many more how much longer do you think we have that they can spin things in light but as, as if every behavior is a reaction to Megan and Harry. I feel like this is going to go on until they have grandkids. Like it's I know. Gonna be like the Middleton grandkids versus the Sussex. Like it's just going to yeah. go on forever. Yeah. And also like let Kate do amazing work. It's on a reaction to the Sussexes. Um, that said, we have some Sussex rumors um, to put at rest. Well, first, I just want to say I haven't seen a single picture of them since um, That's true. Harry getting off the plane looking elated to be, yeah. in my opinion, <laughs> elated to be free or just yeah. to see his wife and child. So I'm kind of like happy for them. I'm like, good for you. I like to see you, but like, good for you. I'm so happy that you're like having some privacy. Was yeah. that before or after the photo of her walking the dogs? It was like, like right after. Yeah. That photo of her just glowing and looking so, it was, it was everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so we do, this was not, this is, happens to be a coincidence that the two like rumors that we have or the news stories that we have related to the Sussexes this week just happened to be about Oprah and Gail King. But <laughs> I mean, I maybe manifested this by exactly. inviting myself here and Again, here also, I think I manifested it by talking about Oprah and Gail on every episode. Every single episode. <laughs> That's the thing. We'd be, we'd be discussing this even if you weren't here. But so Gail reacted to uh, 
you know, the new not the news that we've had all month long of January, of course, but she was um, asked about it. Yeah, she's asked about Can it. Also just talk about January has been a very exceptionally oh long month. Oh my, my goodness. goodness. Where would do Oprah and I even survive our birthday month? I don't know. This is our sixth recording in the month of January. <laughs> 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 How many weeks does this month have? Um, it's really, really nutty. But yeah, so ET's uh, Rachel Smith spoke with Gail um, about her upcoming Grammy special and asked about them. Um, and she, Gail said, I think they made a decision that they think is best for them. And I know that I'm pulling for them 100%. Um, and-, and then um, Gail was asked if they're going to do, if she's going to do the first post Royals interview because a lot of people have speculated like is it going to be Gail because that to many seems like a natural fit and so she said everyone everyone wants that interview of course but I have not asked for it they will decide what's best for them they will decide yeah also the the interviewer speculated that like maybe we'll see them on red carpet more red carpets or even at the Grammys next year and she said I guess that I can bet probably my first and second born child who I love very dearly that you will not see them on the Grammys red carpet <laughs> of all the red carpets it's not going to be the Grammys definitely no. not like <laughs> if, the Grammys though I'd love to see Meghan Markle near Billy Porter like opening his little fringe oh hat oh, oh, amazing yes. I'm predicting I feel like their first red carpet for like an event is going to be whatever the Disney documentary oh, is yeah, that she's 100%. doing and then it's going to be if it's something like related to or um Harry and Oprah's project for yeah Apple exactly yes, yes that's another good prediction I feel like it's it has to be something that's like meaningful to them it's not just going to be like hey y'all we're at the VMAs yeah it's just, <laughs> it's just like, although I'd love to see it I would, I would to too that. I would too it's just not what they're going to do with all the invites that I'm sure they're getting. And then also this week, yeah, Oprah spoke out um, saying... Well, she was... It's obvious from the video she was just like asked. She was out and then a photographer for TMZ or somebody came up and was like, hey, what's happening? Yeah. And what did I? What did she even say? It wasn't like a whole big thing. I think she just said she has no issue with them stepping back and said everyone should respect it. Pretty like basic stuff, right? It's yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I think her and Gail both were like making it a point... Everyone was saying, oh, the queen didn't know anything about this. And they're like, that's not true. This has been something that's been in talks for forever. And so she, I think either Gail or Oprah pointed out that they were so glad that the queen kind of clarified that in her yes. statement. Because everyone was making them seem like they blindsided the queen. But that was yeah. not at all the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really, we talked about that a little bit last week, that I was really glad that the queen pointed that out. Like after months of discussion, I was mm-hmm. like, thank you. Um, <laughs> so that was major. And speaking of the first interview that they might give, um, there was a report for like all of three hours that Megan and Harry will give their first interview to Ellen DeGeneres, which like right off the bat, I was like, no. Yeah, I just don't imagine... Meghan Markle walking out to like a daytime TV audience clapping and like yeah. then Ellen brings out the prankster that like scares her <laughs> from the box like I just that doesn't feel very on brand yeah. for them yeah like Zach Efron is like hiding under a chair right. and like no I just don't I don't see it as like a daytime interview frankly I really don't see an interview at all I don't I just don't see them like sitting in a chair at all. And giving another type of interview that they've given before, like their BBC like engagement interview, like they don't have to do that kind of stuff anymore. And I also don't think that like a tell-all is in their future. I don't know why people assume that that's the kind of thing that they would do or that yeah. any celebrity. I think it's just that's like very old school playbook of like, and then they'll sit down and give a tell-all interview. Mm, right. I just don't think that's their style. I feel like they'll do something they'll do maybe another, like maybe there will be another documentary in their future. But I yeah. think whatever it is, they are very much going to control the narrative. And yes. I don't think it's going to be whoever the host is that they're talking to or the journalist is going to be, you know, it's just sitting down with someone. I think it's going to be, this is how we want to tell our story. Yes. And 
maybe it'll be she's guest editing another magazine. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it'll be however they want to do it. Yeah, I completely agree. I also feel like they'll do it in a way that will illuminate a cause that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a big um, thing from the Royal Playbook that, you know, even, you know, when Kate talked about feeling isolated um, as a new mom that brought a lot of attention to the cause yeah. of the survey she was working on. And so I just kind of assume, I don't know anything, obviously, but I would assume that um, whatever avenue they choose to tell their story, if they choose to tell it, would be kind of in service of a project they're passion- passionate about or a cause they're passionate about. Yeah, I don't maybe think they'll they do speak. it on a safari and it'll I mean, benefit wildlife awareness. I would love that. Would, that. Maybe it'll be an IGTV selfie video. <laughs> I mean, they're invited on Royally Obsessed, but yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I would never use a plastic straw again if Meghan and Harry decided to give me anything that they had to say. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> you got it. I'm listening. I'll do whatever you need to do to help I will the world. Save the planet. In that vein, um, we had Prince Charles um, sort of out and about this week and in, in the headlines because he was at um, Davos. He was at Davos, of course. I like Davos is like a blank white space to me. I just like don't understand what Davos is ever. I, I always think Davos the world is a character economic. on Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> is it? Is, is it? He? Or is it a place on Game Sir of Thrones? Sir Davos. <laughs> right. Every time I hear it, I'm like, am I the only one confusing this? It yeah. is a place in Switzerland and it's the World Economic Forum and a lot of world leaders, uh, business leaders and apparently royals will go. And so yeah. Charles was there to talk about the environment. Um, I thought it was really powerful that he was photographed with the Greta Thunberg, who mm-hmm. is a phenomenal teen activist who is just leading the charge. Um, yeah, the photos, fight. if you haven't seen them, are really sweet because he looks starstruck. Greta's like, oh, another <laughs> like, world leader or whatever. I mean, like, of course, she's very great. respectful, but he's like giddy to meet her, which was very sweet. Um, and he he gave a speech uh, where he said, do we want to go down in history as the people who did nothing to bring the world back from the brink in time to restore the balance when we could have done? I don't want to. Um, and just think for a moment, what good is all the extra wealth in the world gained from, quote, business as usual if you can do nothing with it except watch it burn in catastrophic conditions? So yikes. Um, And then he gave an exclusive interview to CNN and he said, we can't go on like this with every month, another record in temperatures being broken. If we leave it too long and we have done just growing things is going to become difficult. Um, You know, again, we've we've talked a lot about this, like for all the maybe eye rolls you want to give Prince Charles occasionally. He has been (laughs) and, you know, I do it, too. But uh, he really has been beating this drum for a long time, much longer than has been cool. Um, And so I think it's I can't imagine how frustrating it is for him now that he still has to that now he's like, okay, you know, to use Greta's word, like our house is on fire. So we really have to to move on this. That said, I've had a much softer spot for Prince Charles since the crown, the latest yes, season of the crown. Like ever same. since the investor, investiture, I it's can't really say that hard word to either. say. That, ever since that episode, I find myself having more sympathy for him. Yeah, even though obviously that was fictionalized. But I still. completely agree. I know. I'm, I'm I'm the same boat. I'm like, hmm. You should be in therapy for what you've gone through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a withholding mother who can show you love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being the crown still lady. just waiting for that. Still waiting for the crown. I know. It's it's it was really it did help. And Josh Charles the actor is like so good. Um, so that there was that. I will say though that like there are reports that he took a private jet to Davos. Oh God. It's like <laughs> Like, guys, forget it. I take back everything I said. <laughs> I like, really? It's really, it's really tough. I'm like, yay, the Greta moment. 
boo, taking a private jet to Davos. They also had a cute moment where she was like, are you, she's like, you you must be used to taking all these photos. And he's like, yeah, you, you just have to get used to this life. <laughs> like it was a cute little moment between them. Like Aww. that she too is royalty, um, yeah. which she is from a climate change perspective, for sure. Also at that event, um, so Prince Charles was trending all day after this happened, but um, there was a moment where it seemed like, you know, it was a video of Prince Charles shaking the hands of a bunch of world leaders, and then it seemed as if he snubbed Vice President Mike Pence. Now, uh, the video went super viral right away, um, and immediately after, um, Pence's press secretary, Katie Waldman, she tweeted, this is not true. VP and Prince Charles spoke prior to entering the event floor and after his remarks as well, um, and then Prince Charles communication secretary also tweeted confirmation that the pair had had a warm convo. So it seems like maybe they had talked right before. So he didn't need to like shake his hand again in public. It was, I don't know why. I guess what I'm interested in is that we really want this generation of royals to be politically active in American affairs, which is just like not their cup of tea, if you will. It's like just not how they operate. And so I don't think he would publicly snub Mike Pence just the same way that Princess Anne did not snub Trump. Like we just yeah. love these moments. We really want to put upon them that they are politically active and that they hate Trump and Pence. But like we don't know how they feel, but they're not doing it in public. I don't think. It's just not how they would roll. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there that moment where like Queen Elizabeth wore the brooch that the Obamas gave her yes. when she first met that? Like I feel like there's like they have had a few moments where I'm like, yeah. that's a su- that's subtle shade. Like, yes. it has mm-hmm. to be. It can be a coincidence. I will say when it comes to the brooch thing that there are many royal uh, fashion experts who have said that the brooches and the clothes that she wears are always some sort of statement. Um, we had talked with. Um, I'm Sally so, Hughes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Amazing. You really can read my mind. <laughs> this is why we're married. Encyclopedic <laughs> <laughs> memory. Yeah, we had um, author Sally Hughes on the podcast last December, and she she wrote a book about the Queen's fashion, and she spoke about this and how on you know the opening day of the EU she wore blue and gold because that's what the EU flag looks like and that kind of thing. So she she makes those choices, and it is much easier to read into that. In these cases, I just think we love video these days, and so we're like, wow, I can see Charles snubbing Pence. Um, but can you, like, if you don't have the context or same thing with Princess Anne, like snubbing Trump or not wanting to shake Trump's hand? In both cases, those were refuted both by royals reporters who know them better and by, you know, in some cases, the press secretaries themselves. I'm still so. not over Princess Anne giving that little shrug. Like she was just like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I need to shake his hand. Yeah. Okay. It's just I in that case, they I remember seeing lots of royals reporters just being like, if you listen to the audio, she was like, it's nobody but you know, there's nobody else here for you to shake the hands of. It just happened to read on video like she was refusing to shake Trump's hand. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I, th- I think it's just clear, like they do GAF. They don't <laughs> DGAF. <laughs> they do GAF. Lisa's using youth slang for yes. people who don't know what she's up to. I know. Sorry, guys. I may seem Gen Z, but I'm not. But I love them. Um, and then we have one little update as well. Not little is actually kind of big um this is making headlines everywhere it's a topic we don't really like talking about although we did rant last week so um the u.s attorney in manhattan publicly called out prince andrew in the jeffrey epstein probe he said to date prince andrew has provided zero cooperation um so that's all we know yeah this was in a news conference right outside um epstein's mansion on the upper east side and so you know, of course, previously in that TV interview, Prince Andrew had said, of course, I'm willing to help any appropriate law enforcement agency with their investigations if required. Um, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because I don't know exactly how this works just from a U.S.-U.K. legal perspective. Like, 
how, I don't know, how do they make him cooperate? I'm obviously disgusted if he's not cooperating and not providing every ounce of assistance that he can. Um, so we'll see. There's some reports coming out tomorrow. I saw this on my way in to the show that um, Andrew's friends say, no, he hasn't been contacted by the U.S. at all. And I'm like, mm. this kind of sounds like when like someone keeps saying they've been hitting you up for happy hour and you're just <laughs> like, oh, I didn't get your email. I swear, yeah. I'm sorry. I've been so swamped. Like, I don't, it must have gone to my junk mail. Yeah. Like, are we to believe that the U.S. prosecutors are straight up lying? That yeah. they've reached out to him, you know, and if he, they were straight up lying, don't you think Buckingham Palace would have released a statement saying that? So I, I just I thought that was so bizarre and deeply unfortunate. And so I would urge Prince Andrew to do everything he can to uh, help that. So woof. Um, On to happier things, which we would just like to round out the episode by chatting with you, Ariana, about your royal obsession. Yes. I wanted to ask uh, start by asking you the question that we ask everybody, which is. When did you become royally obsessed? I'm like the cliche story of my mom was obsessed with Princess mm -hmm. Diana and mm -hmm. it just started from childhood. You know, I remember exactly where I was in my childhood bedroom when she passed away and we were all mm -hmm. watching it on the TV. And I think just from my mom, it's like the one thing that we have over the generations to bond over. Like we text and I'm like, did you see that Prince Harry and Meghan are leaving? Like yeah. it's, I think it's like a, it's definitely been like a mother daughter thing that now has kind of turned to me into a royal obsession. But for me specifically, Meghan Markle being biracial, and I'm also biracial, like that to me added a whole nother la layer of fascination with their story. So what was already an obsession became like super obsession once Harry, once Harry and her announced they were together. Yes, and you wrote a lovely essay for, um, oh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's biracial baby will make people like me feel less alone. So can you talk a little bit, I encourage everybody to Google that essay, but um, can you talk a little bit about it and how um, Archie played into that acceptance for you? I mean, I think one, you know, I saw obviously there was a lot of gross comments and a lot of, you know, speculation about what is he going to look like? Is he going to look black? Is he going to be this? Mm -hmm. And so much of the conversation reminded me of just being biracial and growing up. My dad is black. My mom is Puerto Rican. A lot of people assume she's white. She has blonde hair. So I grew up with a lot of similar questions about my identity. I would go to school with my mom. People would say, is that your nanny? And so mm -hmm. I just, even with the conversation with Megan and her being biracial and thinking about her kid, I just, you know, it kind of hit home for me when I really thought about like identity and, and what this means for the royals and the fact that I felt like this was monumental. And people talked a lot about race with them as a couple, but people mm -hmm. weren't necessarily thinking about how monumental it was for Archie to be basically, you know, another multiracial member of the royal family. So yeah. Um, I think that, you know, him existing in just this small piece of progression when it comes to culture for the royals for me was was a big moment. Yeah. And in that essay, you revealed casually <laughs> that you have met Meghan Markle. So yes. can you take us back to that moment? Yeah, Meghan, actually. So when I was working at Oprah back uh, when I was an associate editor there, she was just an actress on Suits. And I think at that time, like many rising actresses, she was doing what we call desk sides. So she was... Mm -hmm you know, meeting with different publications to see like, hey, like, would you be interested in doing something about me in Suits? Would you want to do something on my blog, The Tig, which loved The Tig. Oh, yeah. I was yes. a super fan <laughs> of The Tig. Um, and I remember she was just like the sweetest. We literally, we spent like 30 minutes after the meeting just talking about being biracial and like awesome. how she always wanted to be a writer. Like that was another goal of hers. And like she was like the nicest, like chill, took a selfie together. Like mm -hmm. she was just, she was the, so I remember a few years later, 
when it came out that she was Prince Harry's girlfriend. I was like, really? Like <laughs> Megan, the same Megan. Like, You're I like my friend. Yeah, Megan. <laughs> literally. It's like my personal close biracial friend, Megan Markle. Um, but yeah, I, I remember we at O were like talking about doing a story with her. We were maybe going to cast her in like a fashion story. Like there was a lot of conversation. I later went on to work at Us Weekly and I remember reaching out to her team to see if we could do something about her blog. And literally weeks later, it, the story came out that she was dating Prince Harry. And I was wow. Like, yeah, it was it was crazy. So that's wild. My close personal friend, you know, she's a little busy now. So it just goes so, to show. Take a selfie with every person you ever meet with. Yeah. So let the record show that, you know, Oprah, you know, Gail, <laughs> you know, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Personally, you have the best selfie just roster on your phone. I mean, that is that's a really good one. It was funny actually because my I kind of had forgotten. I mean, I I remembered Megan like, but obviously at the time she had a different meaning to her name. And yes. so one of my friends from O the same day that the announcement came out emailed me and was like, I've had these photos on my camera roll, <laughs> and I almost deleted them. I'm so glad that I didn't because she was one of the ones who like took some pictures of us. So it was it was a moment. I was like, I have been in royalty. Uh, so blessed. Um, so how do you feel? after the Sussex split because it's now been a couple of weeks. Um, I know Lisa and I feel like emotionally hungover. That's how I would describe yeah, it. Like I'm really, truly. not that I'm tired of the topic. I do have a lot of friends, of course, like hosting the show like we do, who are like, what do you think this means? What do you think this means? Mm-hmm. Like every email I now get professionally starts with like, hey, Caitlin, um, you have this do. Also, I'm wondering for your thoughts on <laughs> Meghan Markle. And so I'm just wondering how you feel in these past couple of weeks. I was also feeling emotional exhaustion, but I will say we were t- we spoke about that photo of Meghan and Harry seeming so happy. And mm-hmm. I feel like when I saw those photos, I was like, good for them. Like it just made me, mm-hmm. and I feel like they've now kind of literally stepped back and that we haven't really seen much of them. I feel like they're, quite literally taking a break and I feel like this is probably good for us as good for us as it is for them and I think that's I think that's what they wanted I think that they like needed a break from that constant cycle and maybe we did too yeah and you wrote an essay as well um when all the hate was coming Megan's way another round of hate I should say um about stop blaming Megan so can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that like why you were like Harry was about this too I was so I I shouldn't have been surprised and I wrote this in the story I should not have been surprised because obviously Megan has gotten so much hate since they got married but the immediate reaction I kept seeing on Twitter, even like people in my office, people that were texting me were like, she's ruining the royal. She's ruining. She ruined him. She's his downfall. Like it was all about her, her, her. And I'm like, first of all, people, this is Prince Harry. Not only is he, you know, his own man, but he's the son of Princess Diana who died tragically in a car accident. Like, why aren't we celebrating the fact that he is protecting his family? And yeah. He also, mm-hmm. you know, has his own rebellious streak. He's very much known for that. So it was surprising to me that people were automatically pointing the finger at her but again it's been part of the narrative since the beginning with her and people hate women so yeah (laughs) that's true yeah (laughs) what can we blame a woman for this week um okay so what do you think what do you hope for them next like where do you want to see them next what kind of work do you hope they do i mean i definitely think they're gonna do even just like that clip of you know prince harry pitching her to bob Iger at disney like i'm like i feel like there's a lot of voiceovers there's like a lot of fun projects but i think they're always still gonna do projects that they feel are meaningful that give back in some way um i feel like megan would love to be in the entertainment industry in some realm because i mean she was an actress this is she lo- she does love fame, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Just not this kind of, like, vitriolic fame that she yeah. ended up with as a royal. For sure. Another baby. I mean, if they Wouldn't had a baby it. girl, <laughs> I would – would, that's it. That's all I need. That's oh all gosh. I need for 2020. That is my wish. The, the idea makes me emotional. 
mm-hmm. and more Archie photos. Oh my god! But like oh, yeah. the ones that they choose to share themselves, yeah. and not that the paparazzi takes. More like the one um, where Harry's holding him in the <sighs> Vancouver area, like, like the backdrop. Oh that was. Beautifully shot. The little Ugg boots. Uh, So, so, so cute. Loved that. Our hearts. Yeah. (laughs) Like Oprah and Gail said, I'm happy if they're happy. They have to do do what's best for them. I'm happy if they're happy. I'm happy if Oprah and Gail are happy. That's true. (laughs) That's the full circle. Um, Well, thank you so much again for being here. Thanks for letting me invite myself. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Um, Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, um, some lows and highs. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. What low do you have? My low will be Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my low, <laughs> I think I am starting to accept that I'm not going to see Harry and Meghan again for a while. I mean, I know we were just eight seconds ago saying that I'm happy for them, and I am. But now it's just, it's hitting me every week that I'm like, wow, we haven't seen them, you know at an event in a couple of weeks and this is just this is the new normal so there's a bit of that for me do you have a low i think my low is that prince charles actually did not snub mike pence that (laughs) that actually like knowing that actually i wish absolutely fair actually had because that would have been amazing um but you know i guess it's good that they're politically correct sure (laughs) um how about a high for you lisa my high will be having Ariana on the show. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here. Absolutely. Mine too. Um, And I'm really excited to see all this work that Kate is up to. I I do think there's a lot of attention on her now and she's shouldering this very well. Um, So proud of her, proud of this work, excited to see where it goes. Um, What are you thinking for a high? I think my high is that Oprah and Gail video of them just like being on the street <laughs> and a reporter being like, what are your thoughts? So they're like, let's tell you actually how we feel. And they just ranted about how much they love them and how they they wish them well. I mean, it was great. That's also my high. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly yeah. how if TMZ approached me on the street right. and asked me about Meghan Markle, it would be similarly just like, like well, let me tell you actually. Yeah, exactly thank you for asking. I've been waiting for this like, moment. Finally, <laughs> someone wants to know. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the royals remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts uh lisa has a real review queued up i see yes so last week we read a four-star review usually we do the five-star because we pretend other stars don't exist but (laughs) it had like some really valid criticism and so we addressed it on the podcast and it was from chai town roro and they updated it and they gave us five stars heck yes (laughs) but um they said update they addressed my review on their podcast and I was shook in a great way they explained that how they have to be cautious with what they say because the media has taken what they've said in the past and blown it up I found myself nodding my head as they discussed their reasoning for how they go about the show and I just want to say I get it girls you do you carry on and I love that but then the <laughs> one right below it was like lacks abduct objectivity well that's true it's i mean really obsessed we are obsessed with these people yeah. so we tend toward positive bias <laughs> well, um, the one after that's annoying and it's one star lisa <laughs> put your phone away this is <laughs> put it Those away are trolls they're probably <laughs> russian bots it's fine <laughs> um you can follow the show on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and join our facebook group royally obsessed you can follow me caitlin at hey k men's h-e-y-k-m-e-n-z on twitter and instagram and read my writing at caitlinmenza.com where can people follow you are I am at Ariana Gab, Ariana G-A-B on Instagram and Ariana G. Davis on Twitter. Outstanding Instagram. 
and you know say. my middle name's Gabrielle and it just really worked out <laughs> Ariana Gab here we are. it's like good for like a writer chatting communicating it just makes sliding a lot of in Caitlin's DMs like to ask DMs. myself on the show more people need to slide into Caitlin's DMs that's absolutely true um, I'm Lisa Raya at Twitter and Instagram by the way that's absolutely true um, and until next week God save the pod. Can you tell Oprah and Gail we say hi? <laughs> I will definitely do that. And I will tell them to not listen to this episode because I spilled too much tea. Oh Happy God. birthday, Lisa. Happy birthday, Lisa. And Oprah. And Oprah. And Oprah. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.